I don't know about you, but I feel like when I look at my daughter, like she's got the same smile on her face, no matter where we are, no matter what team we're with, no matter if we're on a team, not on a team, like it's all the same to them. And I feel like just kind of having that mindset too, that like, as long as we are like, you know what I'm saying? Giving them what they need and like kind of just handling it and moving along, like that's what's important. And it's a crazy life. And I just kind of know that it's not forever and that we just got to take it as it is, take it as it comes. And like, it may be five years, it may be 10 years, maybe five months. Like you just don't really know. And so just trying to like enjoy it for what it is. Um, It does bring so many opportunities and like just new people into your life and experiences and places to live. You're listening to Breaking Ice Podcast, a podcast I created for wives and girlfriends of pro hockey players. My name's Devin Dodero. I'm the wife of Charlie Dodero. We have two dogs, a little boy Crosby, and a baby girl on the way. We spent eight months of the year living the hockey life in Europe, but we've also spent about five seasons in North America. I've been around the block, sometimes just for a cup of coffee, but I wanted to share the tools, resources, and what's helped me along the way, while also learning every week from each and every one of you. In this podcast, we share tips, tricks, do's and don'ts for all things women, all things hockey, friendships, trades, long distance, moves, and life in general, so you don't feel so alone. So put your headphones in, go for a walk, and feel like you're sitting down with your best girlfriends. Oh, and make sure to follow the page on Instagram, Breaking the Ice Pod. Let's lace them up and tune in for a new episode every Wednesday. Hello, happy Wednesday. Welcome back to Breaking the Ice. My name is Devin. If you're new here, welcome. I'm so excited for you guys to listen to today's episode with Sarita Francis. Sarita's fiance plays in the NFL, so football. We're switching gears to a different sport today, and I could not be more excited. For those that might be tuning in for the first time, I'll just give you a little quick intro about myself. My name's Devin. My husband plays professional hockey in Europe. We've spent the last three seasons in Austria. We've spent a season in Sweden. And then we've also played in the ECHL and the AHL, which is like the minor leagues of hockey in North America. So we have been all around the globe. And I started this podcast in March of 2020. So basically right when the pandemic started, Well, really, I was sitting on it for a couple of years and I was nervous. I was scared of what people might think and really just like vocalizing my stories, experiences, thoughts, opinions on a platform can be quite intimidating. (laughs) But I kept getting called, honestly, to do this podcast because I don't know, it was like this reoccurring voice in my head that was like, you need to do this. This is important. This needs to be a thing. So I kind of just dove in head first and it's been one of the biggest blessings in my life, just, I guess, enhancing the community because for me, like the community was kind of already here, but we never really were like completely together. We've, we've had like a, a Facebook group where people could, you know, ask questions if they're going to a new team, but I wanted to kind of take it a step further and really just like draw those connections and make people form connections a little bit deeper than just like asking generic questions about cities they're going to. So boom, enter the podcast, boom, enter the Instagram page that I love and adore popping on all the time and just chatting and connecting with other like-minded women in 
this community. Um, I'm also a mom um, to a little boy who will be two in November. I'm also pregnant with a little girl who is due early December. So um, I also have two giant golden doodles who travel around the world with us. And um, if you're listening and you're in a different sport, I think something that I've learned just as I have kind of entered into this world of community and this world of professional sports is that we are all very, very similar. We all experience as a We all experience a lot of the same highs, a lot of the same lows, a lot of the same stresses, triggers, exciting moments. I guess I just never really thought about it until maybe the last year or so where I was like, wow, there's actually so many similarities. And why not even just allow that to help us connect to women in other sports as well? Um, I think just even from talking to Sarita, I was like, I'm resonating so much with what you're saying and I can connect with it so much. And I think she felt the same about me. And it just is really cool to meet other women in different sports and the same sports. And anyways, the whole point of this ramble is that if you are listening here for the first time or the hundredth time, you are welcome here. Um, I always try to create a safe space for people to connect, share, listen, talk about what's going on pretty much with a judgment-free zone. So there's tons and tons of episodes on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast, variety of topics. Some don't even have to do with the sport. Some are just lifestyle-based. But most episodes will have you laughing or crying or a little bit of both. So I had the best time talking to Sarita. I know you guys are going to absolutely love this episode and adore her. Um, She also has her own small business, which we chat about in the episode called Pressed by Sarita, um, which is so, so cool. Um, You know, for those listening, obviously, once you get to playoffs or if you just want some gear in general throughout whatever sport you're in, um, she creates custom clothes, accessories, Anything you can think of, she can make it. And she has also offered a discount code. If you're listening today, um, you can just DM her pressed by Sarita on Instagram. And I'll make sure to tag it in the little sneak peek that I'm posting. And I'll link it in the show notes. Um, But you can just DM her and say you listened to the episode and you'd love to use the code ICE for 15% off your order. I am hoping I can order some cute custom hats before we head over to Europe, but make sure to give her page a look. Her website's in the making, but she is amazing at what she does. And I hope I can see some of her gear in some of our ranks this year. So enjoy the episode. You will love it so much and have a great Wednesday. I already just love you already. We're already just vibing. So you might as well just keep rolling with it. I was Welcome thinking to that too. It's already going so well. So like this should be easy. <laughs> I know. Super easy. Well, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you on today. I know you're obviously in a different sport, but I feel like it's so similar across the board. Like there's a lot of similarities between hockey wives, football wives, baseball wives. And I'm excited to just kind of get into all of that today. Definitely. So I honestly had no clue how crazy the other sports were. And honestly, I found that they may even be crazier than football at this point. 
<laughs> so it's just been interesting to like chat with the girls from baseball and hockey and other girls in the NFL because everyone's story is so different some people get the luck of like being on the same team their whole life and like it's great and their whole career and then some people are bounced around like five million times so <laughs> I know it's so true so I guess we'll start off and you can just introduce yourself share a little bit about who you are what you do who your husband is where you guys live like anything you want to add in there so I'm Sarita Francis. I am 25 years old. I just turned 25, actually. <laughs> so I own um, Pressed by Sarita. I primarily function my entire business out of Instagram, which is really, really cool because I did not know that was a thing. And I just am floored by how amazing social media is. Um, I started my business just about a year ago with like 200 followers and I have gained 5,000 followers since then. Um, I have worked with the National Football League, um, National Hockey League, my, uh, Major and Minor League Baseball, um, and also the NBA, as well as like NCAA um, and even like overseas sports. So it's just been amazing to like see my pieces all over the world and just in so many different um, stadiums and arenas and all that. Um, but how it all started is I met my fiance back at the University of Florida. Um, we were college sweethearts. We met as freshmen in college back in 2015, beginning of 2016. Um, and we, honestly, I had no clue what the NFL entailed. I didn't really even know anyone who had been to like the NFL prior to him. Um, so he was really good in college, but like, I had no clue like what that meant. And so um, he got drafted in 2019 to the Carolina Panthers. Um, shortly after we found out we were pregnant with our daughter um and I mean I always like saw myself as a mom I babysat and so like being a mom wasn't like a huge shock to me I like totally dove into that head first um but we ended up after she was born so in his second year we got cut from the Panthers and we were sent packing so we kind of went on that journey of being bounced around between teams and just like figuring out um life kind of with football being not like the main thing um and so I had always wanted to like have my own thing on the side whatever that was um so at first when I moved to Charlotte I was working um but once I was pregnant with my daughter it was kind of like it doesn't make sense for me to be stuck in Charlotte and him to be traveling and all of that and so I quit my job to be a stay-at-home mom so I was a stay-at-home mom for about a year and almost a half before I started my business. Um, and I have been designing and creating things probably since before I could even name an age. I always used to create our like Christmas t-shirts and things like that. And then when I started um, dating my fiance, Jordan, I would create outfits for me for like game days and things. And then when I had my daughter, I would do things for her. And I started doing things for other wives on the team and girlfriends on the team. And so it just quickly kind of like spread. And I was like, why not do this kind of bigger? And so I started and I started only in the NFL just because that's where my people were, people that I knew. Word of mouth, it was super easy to like travel there. Um, and so when that season ended back in 2019, ooh, 2020, I um, thought I was gonna have a break. I thought, okay, like, you know, this is just something that's for the off season. Let me get a real job. Um, and like, let me just get back to football when it comes back around. I was shocked. That's when hockey came like into the vision for me um, and baseball. And so I just had no clue that other sports also like 
repped their man the way that and at the excuse me that the NFL do. So I know as you guys see, like NFL girls go all out like crazy, and so. I realized that hockey and baseball also love to do that. So it was just really, really cool to be able to like serve those in those aspects as well. And those women in those teams, um, I actually was able to like design for the Stanley cup, which was really, really cool. Um, and so it's just, so yes, now I do my business full time. Um, my daughter is in school and I, you're good. And, um, I do this 100% full time. I'm actually working on a website, which I'm super excited about. Um, and I'm working on expanding and hiring employees and things like that. So just a lot of fun stuff coming in the business world, but also, you know, just having the flexibility to be able to travel with my fiance, with my family and like be there for all of the things because I didn't want to miss out. So, okay. I'm like, where do we start? Cause I want to ask you all of the things we're definitely going to talk about your business. I was looking at your page earlier. I've looked at it before I need to order some stuff. It is really a skill what you do because every year, usually on the team that we're on, we try to make like cute playoff jackets. And every time I'm doing it, I'm just like, so embarrassed because I just feel like I'm not a creative with that kind of thing. I'm like, I really probably should hire someone to do this because like, I've seen what you do and it's beautiful and it's so intentional. And I think that's so awesome. So we'll get into all of that. I guess we'll kind of start with just like your journey with the football world. So like, what does his schedule look like? So his schedule when he is, so right now he's a free agent, but typically he's on a team. He is probably gone like probably like an eight to six kind of day, not super crazy when he's in regular season, um, but he does travel and then sleep in the hotel on the weekends. So typically if he is at a team that we are local to, um, I have him like at nights and sometimes in the morning-ish time. Um, But for instance, he was away um, at a Canadian league earlier this year and I was a single parent and that was difficult. I know. So any parents that do that, especially with their guys being gone and like having to still support them and like, you know, wanting to be able to like keep your relationship good and then your parenting good and your house clean and like all the things. It's a, it's a full-time job. It's really hard. Do you guys have family that lives near you or is that kind of like something in the off season? Do you guys live in your in-season home in the off season or what does that look like? So we live in South Florida, which is where both of us were born and raised. So our families are both here, which is really nice. Um, In Charlotte, we did not have any family close to us, but they would come up and visit for like typically over game weekends, they would have family come up um, and that would be just like kind of extra hands around the house. We have two dogs. So again, just like a little bit of craziness. Um, But right now we do have family close, which is super nice um, and something that I definitely do not take for granted because I know that that could quickly change when we switch teams (laughs) when you pictured your life did you ever see it being I guess the word I describe as being with us with someone that plays a professional sport it's like chaotic like you never really know where you're gonna go when it's gonna happen you know if you're they're gonna be on the road and especially I don't know about your fiance but my husband sometimes is not the greatest at communicating like schedules and stuff and additional things like team functions and stuff like that. So I'm like, oh, glad to know you guys are going bowling for seven hours today and I'm left on mother duty. So I guess my question is, is that something that you ever 
thought would happen when you met him and how have you kind of found that balance mentally? So <clears throat> the answer in total is no. <laughs> I am a super A-type personality. Um, I have been a planner probably since birth. Like I was going to go to school and get this degree and then get this job and then do this and do that. And like, that was just like how things worked. And like, you know, I went to high school and got the good grades and went to the University of Florida and like all the things. So I'm very like strategic. I like to know what's happening, when it's happening, how it's happening. Um, and I don't know if you're religious, but God laughed at me. When, like when you make plans, he laughs at you. And so <laughs> I feel like that's kind of just like the reality of what this looks like, because I just had no clue. Like I, and it's, and again, it's hard on everyone because as much as I want to complain, like it's hard for him too. like going into work and like not knowing where you're going to be or what you're going to do. Like he doesn't want to put all of us through that. So I think just kind of like he said, that balance of like, yes, it's hard on us, but also just trying to like, let go and just know that like, it's going to happen how it's supposed to happen. And we're just kind of here playing the pawns and like making the best of like wherever we are. And um, something that I like to live by and say all the time is like, home is wherever football takes us. And so as long as we're together, like we're going to figure it out. And that's just kind of what's been most important um, to me and to us. And that's just kind of what's kept me sane through the whole thing, because I am not the type to like, not be able to like plan. And even like you were saying, like functions and things like that, he's not one to like ask additional questions. And so I'll be like, okay, well, if this is happening, this like, what day do you guys leave? And you know, where's this and blah, blah, blah. And he's not, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You're just going to go and they tell him to go. And I'm like, okay, well, we got to plan this and this and this and this to get there, you know? I so. know. I feel like they're all the same in that sense. Like it's always, there's like one guy and like the group of girls, like in the group chat or whatever, that actually has a clue what's going on. And the rest of them are just like going along for the ride. And then you get updates from that one person that there's an event. I'm like, did you know there's an event tonight? Like I would have liked to maybe know this in advance right. so I could have planned my day better, but. Meanwhile, they probably told them like two weeks ago. Oh, 100%. <laughs> There's probably a schedule posted like in the locker room of yep. everything going on. <laughs> but I feel like everything you're saying is very relatable to me. I think most people in this kind of lifestyle as women, I feel like that's just inevitably how it works out that we're all the planner in the situation. And so it can be really hard. Like you can kind of feel almost out of control when stuff is happening. Something I have to tell myself is like, okay, this isn't happening to me. It's happening for me. But people ask me, like my neighbor just today was like, oh, I need to hear about what's happening because we also don't know where we're going, you know, next year. And I'm like, I think I've just started disassociating at this point because there's no point in getting myself worked up and stressed out when we don't even know what's going to happen. So I'm kind of just like sitting back, Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I feel like when I look at my daughter, like she's got the same smile on her face, no matter where we are, no matter what team we're with, no matter if we're on a team, not on a team, like it's all the same to them. And I feel like just kind of having that mindset too, that like, as long as we are like, you know what I'm saying? Giving them what they need and like kind of just handling it and moving along, like that's what's important. And it's a crazy life. And I just kind of know that it's not forever yes. and that we just got to take it as it is, take it as it comes. And like, it may be five years, it may be 10 years, maybe five months. Like you just don't really know. And so just trying to like 
enjoy it for what it is. Um, it does bring so many opportunities and like just new people into your life and experiences and places to live. I'm sure like, I can't even imagine living in Austria. Like I'm sure you never thought that you would ever live like out of the country or something like that. So just like all of these opportunities, even for your kids to like just explore other countries and other states and other cultures, like it's an opportunity that no one really can say that, like not no one, but very few people can say that they've had. So I just try and like keep that mindset that, you know, it's not forever, make the best of it. Um, and one day we'll like laugh about all the crazy things that we had to like oh, figure out. <laughs> totally. Like in the moment you're like just dying, but then in the future we'll be like, that's hilarious now. Right. <laughs> not hilarious when you're in it though. <laughs> no, not at all. I want to take a second to press pause on this episode and remind you if you have not heard before, I know I've shared about this on Instagram and in previous episodes, the last few ones that I just recently started an online children's boutique called Salt. We carry sizes newborn to 6T and you can use the code ICE for 15% off your purchase. So you can go to www.saltkidsboutique.com or find us on Instagram at saltkidsboutique boutique. Your fiance signed, signed his first professional contract in 2019, you said? Yes. Okay. So what, I'm curious, like, what was that like going into that professional world for the first time? Because I think a lot of people are intimidated by that, especially like if it's a girl, maybe going into the NHL for the first time or wherever you're listening from, whatever kind of sport you're in, was that nerve wracking for you? And how did you adapt? So honestly, I just kind of like flash back to like his draft party and just waiting for the call. I don't know how it is for hockey, but for football, you essentially watch the draft on TV and you keep your phone next to you and you like wait for the call and then it like pops up on the screen and everyone goes crazy. And so I had never really seen it or experienced it before. And so it was like, everybody's turning your phone off. Like his phone needs to be the only one on, like make sure it's charged and like next to him and like, you can't miss it and all these things. And so it's like this huge like moment um and just like being able to see him like just kind of like get to this point that many many people like never get to it's like the most ex- crazy like, experience to just like watch him like the gratitude that came over him, his hard work like paying off you know and so again like that happened and then kind of went back to normal for a little bit you know he leaves I hadn't moved yet um and then when I moved I think honestly like something that I didn't expect was just like like not the loneliness, but kind of just like being in this new place, not really being super connected to the girls yet because the team we were at, they didn't have a lot of um, like community built up between the girls. And so I think that was a little bit hard Um, Mm -hmm. and just kind of like being in a brand new place. Like I've never lived outside of South Florida. And so like living in another state, um, I was a single child for a long time, but I have a younger brother and like, I'm really close to my family. So that was a little strange, Um, but just kind of being able to like, be there for him, support him, and then also try and like figure out a way to like pave my, my own way as well so that I wasn't just like withering away, sitting at home waiting for him to come home every day. Cause like that can get very boring. <laughs> yeah. And what ways did you do that? Like in what ways did you kind of integrate yourself into the experience that you were in? So honestly, I was the weird girl who like reached out on social media. <laughs> Not I, weird. Like, <laughs> I joke about it all the time. And I'm like, 
I do that every season. I always look up the guy on Instagram and then I see if they have a girlfriend or wife. And then I'm like, Hey, did you guys sign here? Cause we're coming here. And like, it's yeah, I'm super creepy. And I own it. Okay, I don't so even care. <laughs> yeah. I'm a creep. And so I would like find the girls. Well, I tried to like after a little bit and I would just like introduce myself. Cause again, like social media is just such a awesome way to like awkwardly not totally awkwardly make like connections and things. And so it worked. Honestly, I think they may have, they, and they say too, like, they're like, I would have never done it, but like, I'm so glad you did it kind of thing. So just kind of being that person to put yourself out there. And like, it's really important to like lay foundation and like have your friends and like meet people who just know what you're going through and like understand. And like you said, like sharing information about, you know, different events that are going on or things that they are doing, or like we traveled to, um, to London <laughs> to London. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So there was one game in London. It was like, just understanding like, how long are they in London for? Like, when can we fly? Like, what does it look like? You know, all of those things. So just kind of like creating that community for myself, being that creep, putting myself out there. Um, Um, it's not easy, but it makes it so much better. Like it makes the games go by fast. You have someone to sit with if family's not in town, you know, um, I think that helped a lot, especially once I did have my daughter, like even connecting to like the other moms on the team um, was really nice. It also gives you kind of peace of mind too, when you're going to a new place, you're like, okay, I've connected with this person. I expect to meet them there. You know, we've kind of, like you said, built kind of a foundation before you go somewhere new, because I feel like when I first entered this lifestyle, I didn't necessarily do that just because I was so young. But then the longer I was in it, I was like craving that sense of community. And I'm like, there's gotta be other people that are like anxious or stressed or like, I need information about this team. Like, how do, how do I get that? So yeah, being a creep has also helped me. Just kind of adding on to that. Um, even just knowing like where to move, like you know, for us, we don't have like special living like situations. And so we have to figure out, do we rent? Do we buy? Where do we live? Do we do a short term, like, you know, Airbnb kind of thing? Do we get something furnished, not furnished? Like all of these questions. And so I think, again, just like building that foundation, having that community helps you. Like, where do we eat? Like, what's good food around here? Like just people to like point you in the right direction, you know, so that you're not like ending up in a really not neighborhood or like you know, just like, it's just helpful to like have those people who have been there before or have already kind of laid foundation themselves and they can connect you even more. So that, that was super helpful for us. And for me, really. Is there movement in like, like in within leagues or like, do you have any sort of warning when something like that might happen or does it just happen? So, okay. So the first cut we had, we didn't really have warning. I mean, he was drafted by this team. Um, it, it, we didn't really have like too many indicators that like this was going to happen. So it kind of like hit us like a ton of bricks. We were not expecting it. Um, and then we kind of didn't know what it looked like after that. So now that we're cut, like what happens, you know? And so he started getting all these calls for workouts, which, um, you know, in the NFL, there's means basically it's like an interview essentially. So come try out for us. Let's see what we think. And I realized that the NFL is nothing about talent. A lot of times it's all just about money, like who they can afford at the time, what they need and kind of like where, like where you are in comparison and all that. And so he bounced around quite a bit. Um, He ended up in Detroit. And so that was like crazy. So as far as like the NFL, there's not really, um, I know like hockey goes like minor leagues and there's like AA and like all the levels like that. I'm not sure if hockey's the same, but 
we don't really have that. We basically have like the NFL and then um, like there's the CFL, the XFL, the USFL. So those are like other smaller teams that are not associated with the NFL, but also are like football um, and ways to like get film and get seen again to get back into the National Football League. So okay. that's kind of what we've been diving into now a little bit is just trying to figure out, um, you know, what the other options are out there if he does want to continue to pursue football and, you know, getting his film up and like all of those things. Essentially, it's like building a resume. If you haven't had a ton of game time, then they have nothing to look at to like want to pick you up or like bring you on their team. So yeah, just all the things that we didn't know. And like, yeah, you know, honestly, <laughs> like, I hate to say it, but we just didn't have a lot of guidance on it. Like, I don't know how it works for you guys. If you guys have agents and things like that, who tell you kind of where to go, if it's like different leagues or whatever, but it's been tough to like, just figure out on our own how that works. Yeah. But it's funny. It just reminds me of like questions people ask. They'll be like, does he like submit his resume to teams and stuff? And I'm like, no, I mean, they don't do that yeah. in football. They have agents. No. Right. Yeah. They have agents and basically wait for a call essentially. Yeah. So like my husband has an agent and then he will like talk to teams about him and then he'll let us know. And then we discuss and get back. So yeah, no, sometimes I do wish we did just have resumes though. I think that would be nice. I would probably say yeah. everyone. I would just yeah. here you go. resumes all day. <laughs> I'm like, look at me. I'm your new agent and <laughs> they will never know. Right. So you are a mom, you have a two and a half year old daughter, right? And what's her name? Chanel. We call her. Chanel. <laughs> oh my, oh my gosh. Stop. That's so cute. So I'm also a mom in this lifestyle and it's definitely something being a planner as well, being type A as well. It's not something I, I would never change it, but it's not something I was like envisioning when I was like in high school or college, like you meet someone and life takes you there and you kind of adapt. And I love what you said about how she always has the same smile on her face, no matter where you are. And I think that's a good reminder because they just want to be with their parents. You know what I mean? And so, but it is hard and that's not to say it doesn't come with challenges. There's definitely long days when they're on the road, just endless like stimulation, entertainment. It can be really exhausting to like find that time for yourself, I suppose. So how have you navigated that journey? Because I think going through that also kind of makes you the primary parent that's there most of the time. So even sometimes when your significant other does come back, they're so used to you doing everything that it's like, mommy, mommy, mommy. And you're just like, I need a break. Yes. Yeah. No, it's funny that you said that. That's exactly what I was going to say is that you do kind of become the primary parent. And I think that's something that my fiance kind of is a little bit jealous of. I hate to say that word, but he kind of is a little bit like, he doesn't like that feeling that like she only wants me, but in reality, day in and day out, morning and night, like I am the consistent person. And like, that's a lot of pressure on one person to like, know that, you know, you are that person. And so for instance, when she was an infant and he was gone like eight to eight, essentially, I would do morning routine, I would do all day, and then I would do night routine. By the time he got home, she was already in bed for the night. And so it was just like, I was touched out, I was exhausted, I like, I didn't want to like cook dinner, like, you know, you don't want to do all the other like wife things or that you're supposed to do kind of thing. Yeah, and you're so like an almost irritated, like it's, it's bad to say, but it's like you're almost irritated when they're like, hi, you're like, I don't have time to talk, I'm just so wiped out. And then you feel bad because you're like, well... <laughs> like 
take a shower and like lay down, yeah. pour a glass of wine, and like yeah. watch show and just like bend <laughs> my brain. Like, <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. So, that was hard for me, and I mean, like we again. So when I first had her, we didn't have a ton of support. I didn't like hire a nanny or like help or anything like that, which honestly, if you can do that and like you feel comfortable doing that, I highly recommend it. Even if it just means that you can like get out and get a workout in or something, you know, just to kind of have that time for yourself because it's tough, especially transitioning to being like a first time mom. I'm like, I was a youngish mom. Um, We were just like totally secluded from family and things like that. Um, just kind of like finding ways to put yourself first and also finding ways to just like let go and know that like even though your child wants you to be the primary parent all the time like it's okay to step away and like let dad help out like your baby will be fine like he will figure it out you know and it's hard too because then you have times when the baby's still up when they get home and you're like here and like it's <laughs> crazy day too and you know they're tired and so it's just like it's it's funny when I think back to it because I do remember some days just being like I've been doing this all day. Like, this is your turn. And he's like, well, you know, I've been doing like this all day. And so yeah, it's, it's like hard to even like find that understanding. I, I like look at other parents now who are kind of in the same situation. And I'm like, it's so funny. Like our days are both equally exhausting, just in totally different ways, you know, and totally. So, like, just trying, like, honestly, getting my daughter on a schedule is like the best thing I ever did. Cause I could sad to say most some days look forward to like bedtime like you know it was like that is not sad to say I come no not sad to say at all (laughs) no but it's true it's like it feels wrong to say but like some days you were just like counting down like okay we're almost there we just have to do this 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 and then we're like in bed so like schedules work really well for the parent like for me personally and for my daughter it lets her know what to expect it lets me know what to expect she had a really like good seven to seven schedule And so I would know that like by 8 p.m. I'm like pouring a glass of wine and like I'm done for the night, you know? And so just those sorts of like small expectations like kind of help you get through every day. Like the small ways that you can kind of have control, I guess, were what kept me stable. (laughs) Totally. No, I agree. I am such a schedule person and I never thought I'd be that mom that's like so anal about like naps and bedtime and everything, but I so am. Like, even if I, like my parents are here right now and I'm like, if I'm not here, I'm asking, make sure you stick to the schedule. They he has to go down at this time because that's your time to get something done. Or I think it can cause conflict because, you know, you're both so exhausted. You're mentally, physically, you're touched out. And then just like trying to come together and like support each other can be hard when you're both feeling stretched too thin. Yes, exactly. And so it's like, again, just a balancing act. And some days are easy. And I mean, every day is very rewarding, but also it's kind of a thing that a lot of people outside of this lifestyle wouldn't understand is like, you actually never really get a break. And the best way to get them to realize how exhausting being home is going out of town. You handle this for just a little bit. Let's just see how this really I'm going to take off. You got this for the next three days and then you can kind of get a taste of. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. I mean, and it's so funny. Like, you know, some people are like, well, being a working mom is hard. Well, being a stay at home mom is hard. And it's like, they're both hard. Like all hard. Yeah. Equally as hard. You don't like nobody has it harder kind of thing. And so I think just like you said, doing what works for you. I never thought I was going to be the super like 
super planned parent of far as far as like naps and this and that but honestly like I said it just sets that expectation for you for yes. them like everyone knows that like this is what's happening this is when it's happening my daughter was so good at her schedule that like I could pass her off to essentially anyone even though she was super attached to me like as long as you do it in the same pattern I do it like she will be fine and yes and so I think just like having that stability there gave me some sanity <laughs> Yes, for sure. Oh, what month did you have her in? Good question. So she was born at the end of April. That's the off season for us, which was very nice. Oh, good. That way. Um, I also was pregnant through like the winter, which was nice. So it wasn't like sweaty and hot. I've heard like summer pregnancies are terrible. (laughs) (laughs) She was born at the end of April and she actually was born in the, in 2020. So in the pandemic year, which was crazy and I mean I've never had a baby outside of a pandemic year so I don't know if it's different but I'm sure it is um and so luckily he was able to be home because the NFL kind of closed down for a bit um and so he was home with us for a while when she was an infant which was really nice um just being able to like have those hands allowing him to kind of bond and like create that you know relationship with her when she was still little um help me out kind of you know, it kind of helped us be equal parents at the beginning. I know that can be hard, like with infants when he's gone a lot of the day, like it's just, it's not, it's not the same, you know? So having him there for that, like those few months and having that because of COVID honestly kind of blessed us. Um, We didn't leave the house a lot, which I mean, with a newborn is kind of hard anyways. And it was kind of nice to not have that pressure to have to leave the house or like have to go do things or feel like I have to bring my baby to like a game or this or that or whatever. It was kind of just, we could just be. And so that was really nice. Um, And the timing of like an off season baby is definitely ideal. (laughs) So when does the football season start usually? So the NFL starts, um, they start like off season training in like June-ish, like May, June-ish, but the actual season and like camp and things start closer to like the end of July. So that's when things like really start like ramping up. And then they run until like about January. They have the Super Bowl in February, but typically if you haven't made it to the Super Bowl, you're done by, you know, January-ish, like end of December. Okay. So with COVID and everything, then when did, uh, the football season start then? So was like, was he home for a few months and then he had to go or. So he was home for a few months. OTAs, like their off season training was all virtual, which was interesting. So he would basically Mm -hmm. just be on like meetings in his man cave, like during the hours during the day. Um, (gasps) and which was nice because he was still there, you know, and it wasn't like the drive back and forth, like commute things like that. It was kind of like when he was done, he could come out and like be back a part of like everything we had going on then that season we weren't really were we allowed in the stadiums I don't remember I don't think so because I didn't even bring her to a game or anything that first year and was that when you were living away from your family yes. like when she was super little that was in Charlotte so she was born in April in Charlotte um and that was the April. that was literally so COVID had kind of kicked off in March and then she was born in April. So it was kind of just like right at the height of like, yeah, okay. Anywhere, we're not doing anything. I was like ordering all Instacart. Like <laughs> <laughs> when my family came up when she was born, they like um, quarantined for two weeks before they saw us. Like it was pretty, um, pretty crazy. It was like before we knew kind of what COVID was and what that looked like. And there was no vaccines and our people, you know, they're getting all those numbers of tons of people being affected and all of that. So 
Totally. As if like being a new mom is not stressful enough. It's like, let's just throw like a global pandemic into it. Cause my son was also a COVID baby. I had him end of November of 2020. So, um, yeah, I'm right there with you with that, like weird, like, do I let people hold him? Even though I desperately need someone to hold him so I can get a break and just like navigating that whole situation was such an interesting start into motherhood but I don't know if you feel this way but it definitely made me like a stronger mom like I feel like going through all of that and as stressful as it was at that time and as hard and isolating honestly because you're kind of having this internal pull of what's right and what's wrong um it's definitely made me like I feel like just yeah just stronger in general and I feel like it can definitely let us get through anything more confidently, I guess. Cause I'm like, Oh, we've been through, we've been through some stuff together. <laughs> I know. And I feel like, like you said, like just not knowing who was safe to be around and what the effects were on babies and like all of these things, people are terrifying you with the numbers and the, this and the, that and the death rates and all of these things. And so no one really saw. So my, so my mom came up and his mom came up and they both like quarantined before they came up. Um, and then she didn't meet like my dad or like the rest of my family until she was about four or five months old. Mm-hmm. And that was like the it's first sad. time we drove down with her to like bring her to Florida. But it was really sad, you know, like they didn't get to experience like that newborn age with her. Um, so like, it was just strange, you know, it wasn't what I expected that like my first baby would be like. And like, again, I just have no clue what a regular birth and pregnancy is like and newborn phase and things like that. So it's like, I don't, I can't really have anything to compare it to. And like, I don't know, there was weird things like no one could be in the hospital room when I gave birth. So it was like, just me and Jordan. Yeah. It was just me and him. Okay. Um, wait, he was allowed to be there though. He was allowed to be there. Okay. Okay. So it, but it was just him. And so that was interesting. That made him have to play like a bigger role in like labor and delivery. Cause it was literally him and like a nurse and the doctor didn't come into like it was the baby was all literally here so it was like the poor guy is like holding a leg and like yeah sorry this is like no wait okay so what what so who would normally be in there with you delivering the baby so you know I don't know because I don't know what normal (laughs) is like this is all I know (laughs) yeah I just remember the nurse telling me it was one nurse and I just remember her saying I was like where's the doctor like when is the doctor coming and she's like the doctor will come like right before the baby's ready to come and I'm like but she's ready to come. I'm literally like in the poor guy, like he can't just sit there and like hold my hand because there just wasn't an extra person in the room. So like, I think he definitely had a more um, hands-on, hands-on experience, a more (laughs) hands-on active role than he ever imagined he would have. Um, So yeah, maybe. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. He wasn't the one who just got to like hold my hand and like not look like, which is what I imagined him being like in, in that situation. But um, yeah, COVID, COVID made him more active (laughs) in that. (laughs) Poor guy. Oh my God. That's so funny. Yeah. I feel like it was a strange experience for anyone that's had had a baby in the last two years. I mean, hopefully we're on the tail end of things. I'm kind of glad that's behind us and hopefully it stays behind us. You never know. They're always popping up with new stuff, but I'm so over it. I'm like, please, I don't know how it is by you, but in Florida, we've totally like, Oh, we're back. No one wears a mask here. Like I haven't seen anyone wear a mask, but like in Austria where we were, it was just like up until we left, 
we came home in May. Um, and you were still having to wear a mask like everywhere in grocery stores. Um, my husband, we had to go to the private hospital, like when I gave birth because they weren't allowing him into the delivery room at the public hospital or, or right until he would be like, basically like coming out the chute. And I was like, no, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. And, um, yeah, it was just, it was a shit show. So birth in Austria, how cool is that? (laughs) Oh, I mean, we basically are waiting for a contract and in Europe, the season starts, um, earlier than the U S so like the NHL season's like just starting. And then in Austria, what is the, what is the hockey league in Europe called? Um, so there's a bunch of different ones. Like each country has their own league. So we, the last three seasons, we've been in the top league in Austria, and then we're hoping to stay in that league this year. And just because it's, it's a good league and we like Austria, we're familiar with their healthcare and everything for birth. I'm like, I'm not trying to like navigate an entirely new situation, like two months before I'm about to have a baby. So, um, yeah, so they, the season usually like, usually we have to fly out end of July, early August, but he had shoulder surgery at the end of the season last year. So we've been basically just, he's not clear to play till like October 1st. So you're kind of just sitting back and then waiting for someone to get injured. So like when someone gets injured and they need like a right D then we would go if they're interested and we sign a contract with them. So like when we go, we're going to have to go quick. Like it's going to be within a week. Okay. So it sounds kind of similar to the NFL because essentially, so as free agents right now, we're like waiting for someone to get hurt and that sounds terrible, but like we're waiting for someone to like lose their job essentially. And like, yeah, like a spot to be able to like have a job. So I know it sounds bad, but it's like at the end of the day, like it's just a business. Like that's just how it is and when you get the call you have to go and fill the spot and yeah it's it's a whirlwind do you ever do you ever hear any funny like stereotypes as a wife of a professional football player because we hear them all the time and we always laugh about them like I've made so many reels about them and just like (laughs) it's just always like hilarious so many and I feel like I feel like people don't have a clue. Like I always say this, like people have no clue what professional sports really entail. They think that they like sign these big contracts and then they're rich and they're famous and they have this thing and then that's it, you know? And it's like, no, like we've been bounced around between teams. We've been bounced around between leagues, between countries. Like it's insane. And like, we don't know what like every day looks like, you know? So like, like, I don't know if you ever saw that reel that went, that went kind of crazy, like in the NFL world, but it basically said like, um, like it was like a joke. And it was like that song that says like, I don't know, like, I don't know. Oh, I made one of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, where are you going to be next year? They're like, I, I don't know. know. I like, don't know. Your yeah. husband comes to the wedding with you? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you going to be at your wedding? Like, I don't know. Like just, it was like, and I was like, yeah, that's, that's about real. Like, and even like us, like we're engaged. We've been engaged since February and like people are like oh when's the wedding and I'm like <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I don't know because I'm scared to book something and then I have to cancel it because if we switch leagues it changes the hockey season I mean it changes the football season so I don't know if it's like that for you but if we switch it runs on a different timeline than like the NFL runs so like CFL the Canadian league runs on a different timeline than the NFL oh. and then the XFL runs on a different timeline than the USFL and so they all are like different so I could book something in March and be fine for the NFL but then not fine for the XFL so 
Is there like a universal safe time, like one month? Because I feel like for hockey everywhere, like June, like end, mid to end of June is like typically like a safe zone. Actually, not entirely true. Like NHL, I'd say July is like for mar- for weddings. Yeah. But we got married in June, June 22nd. Um, but yeah, June, July is like typically when everyone in the hockey world gets married. So I actually had a girl tell me, um, her guy's a free agent and he's kind of figuring out if he's going to go CFL or like one of the other leagues. And so she actually had her wedding planned. She had to cancel the date and rebook. And she said that she picked the one weekend that is a free weekend for all of the leagues at the same time. So <laughs> I think there may be like one weekend. I don't even think it's like a month that is empty for everyone. Oh so- my gosh. Yeah, I don't know. I'm like, maybe we'll just like randomly elope when we yeah. like free <laughs> or something. Like, I don't know. Do you get breaks during the football season to like go on vacation or anything like that? No. So we get, um, there's like a few weeks off in between like OTAs and camp starting. So like we went on vacation like fourth over 4th of July. That was like kind of a week, like a week and a half we had off. And then we get one bye week during the season. Um, which is usually like maybe four days off or so. But other than that, they're pretty like on um, the entire like season. And then they get like a good chunk from like January-ish to like May. Okay. So that's nice. That's kind of when you would like do things. Got it. Yeah, I know. It's so hard. I feel like every sport is so different too. It's just like and of course, just being guys, you usually don't know until right before you have to go. So I, know. I know. Yeah. He's like, you could book it in March. It would be totally fine. And then I was like, okay, well, what if you ended up doing like the XFL? Oh, well, that's sure. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to do it then. And I'm yeah. like, thanks so for the like, reminder. This one I shouldn't book our wedding, right? Because I mean, yeah. come on. <laughs> you can't just not be there. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of need to be part of that. Oh my gosh. That's (laughs) hilarious. Okay. So I want to talk about your brand, your business, all of that. So you were working before, what were you doing before you created this? So I went to school for family, youth and community science. I worked in nonprofit, um, and like health, like with the the specifics in healthcare. And so I looked into like nursing post-grad, um, and then I was like, mm, don't think that's for me. And so I started working um, at a clinic and I did kind of like human services there. And then I am pursuing my graduate degree right now in nonprofit management. So I would love awesome. to open a nonprofit one day. So speaking that into the universe. I was also going to say it probably has kind of created a community for you too, because you have people reaching out to you from your league, from different leagues that you probably start connecting with women and keeping in contact with people that have maybe found you through what you do. I don't know. I think that's so cool. Yeah. So it's kind of helped the like, um, creepiness that I talked about before, (laughs) but I tell Jordan all the time. I'm like, listen, whatever team you end up at, like, I'm already going to have friends there because I've worked with those girls. So, I mean, I'm already going to know them. So it's perfect. Like I'll never be alone at any teams anymore, you know? So yeah, exactly. But in all reality, like I have just met so many girls when we went to the CFL the Canadian League I reached out to a few girls who were with the hockey team in Montreal and so that was super helpful like they kind of told me where to like where to live where to look like what good food was like what good areas are you know things like that so 
I've honestly, like I said, I'm the creep, like I will ask questions. And so I feel like um, social media has just been an awesome, awesome opportunity for me to expand as a business, expand as a mom and like just having different perspectives and ideas and like just people at your fingertips, literally like sending a DM is like nothing, you know? And so um, I have like really found a lot of community in the business and like it's brought me so much more than just like financial gain like it's brought me you know just friends and like people who just understand kind of where I'm at even other businesses like I have connected and it's funny we actually just created a group chat um and we should add you actually with your with your boutique but just kind of like all of us connecting over just small businesses that we own and kind of like you know, where do you get your mailers? Where do you do your shipping through? Like, where do you order your website through? Like, just all of these things that like, you don't always know the answer to, especially just like starting out on your own and you kind of just maybe bumped into things and then figured it out along the way. But just kind of having that support has been super nice. And I am like 100% into like collaboration. And so I try and again, be the creep and like reach out and be like, hey, let's do something together. You know, the worst yeah. thing the worst thing someone could say is no and so right. I 100% live by that especially on social media where it's not awkward you know to yeah. like, like ghosting you in person <laughs> so, <laughs> like if you ignore my message it's fine but <laughs> exactly so I feel like you have nothing to lose just go for it <laughs> yeah so what advice would you give to someone that might be interested in starting their own thing by using tools that they're passionate about or something that they're really good at, but they don't necessarily know where to start. So, um, I say always, if you can create a source of income from something that you're passionate about, that is like the best way to be in business. Um, I just found that it's so much easier to stay committed to the goal um, to stay focused, to keep working, because honestly, owning your own business is exhausting. Like you are working way more than you would at a regular full-time job. You are, you know, having to deal with the customer service side of things, the business side of things, ordering products, like making sure that, you know, especially in my case, like just copywriting laws and like all of these things that I just never imagined that I would have to like think about or do. And like, I am the job of 10 people. I do social media. I do packaging. I do ordering of product. I do creation of products. I am the like, creative thinker, like, like all of these things. So you are essentially as one person business, like mine, you are everything. And so I think just kind of going for it. Like when I started, I had no clue that I would be able to do this full-time, like as my full-time income. Um, and I don't know. I just feel like I kind of went for it. I kind of just learned along the way. I apologized a lot if things were, you know, not what they expected. I have like just kind of gone with it. And like, I've always been like human in my business. And like, I've always kind of just showed my face and let people know that like, I am one person. I am a mom. I am a this. I am a that. I am a wife. Like I am all of these things. And like, yes, I'm here for business. And like, yes, I'm here to like serve, but also like, this is what I'm passionate about. And like, this is why I do it. So kind of just having my heart at the soul and core of my business has like really helped me, um, to like stay connected and like aligned to the vision. Oh, I love that so much. And I feel like that's so important to do too, because you want to be authentic. Like you don't want to come off like you're like, just like this robot behind the screen. It's like, you're a person, you have a family, like you love what you do and you want that to shine through your product. 
have you ever seen that reel? That was like, that's like, I quit my nine to five so that I could have my own business. But now I work 24 hours a day. <laughs> I need to record that reel for myself because yeah, that like just boundaries, my like, gosh, like I have realized lots of things about myself in business. And that is that I am not great at creating boundaries. I respond. I don't know if you've ever seen probably, you probably haven't, but I respond like in two and 3am like I am up and I'm doing things and like on the weekends and it's like really just learning to like put those boundaries in place of like okay yes this device is my entire business and it is at my fingertips but sometimes you need to put it down and like disconnect and be you know who you are outside of your business and so I think that's something that I've kind of struggled with especially because people feel like they can connect to you 24 7 and so they want to because you have a question. I want to just DM you real quick and get an answer, you know, but like just kind of creating those like systems and boundaries so that you don't get burnt out is like very, very important. So that's something that in this season, I'm like really focusing on and like working to master. Yes. That's, it's so important. And it's, it's hard to do. Like you said, it's just literally at your fingertips and something I, cause I'm the same way. And I'm feel like I'm such a people pleaser. Like if someone asks me a question, I'm like, I have to answer them right now or whatever. But I turned off all the notifications on my Instagram accounts because like even my personal one, because I feel like there's nothing that stresses me out more than like waking up in the morning and like, Oh, it's a new day. And then I look at my phone and I have like messages or questions or just like something that's stressful to like just start my entire day. And I'm like, no, like I want to check this on my own terms. Like once I'm sitting downstairs with a cup of coffee and I'm ready to like dive in, obviously the first step is just being aware that you can tend to do that. And then just like implementing those little things to try to work towards it, even though I'm sure you still do it. Cause I still do it. I feel like everyone does it. It's just like, yeah. This doesn't, this isn't urgent. And like you said, people pleaser is like the name of my game because people will be like, hey, I need this by next week. Can you get it done? And I'm like, the answer is no, but I hate saying no. So (laughs) yes, and then I'm like up till whatever time. And I'm like, oh, why did I do this? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, no, I know. It's so, it's so hard. Yeah. So you said you're in the process of building a website. So if somebody wanted to place an order for you, whether that's like a group order, individual, how can they get in touch? How can they reach you? So you can 100% find me on social media. That is the best place. I am on Instagram primarily. Um, my account is at pressed.bysarita. Um, I also have a link in my bio there where it has like a consultation form that way I can get kind of the bulk of your information in one place. Um, I would love to work with you guys. And if you listen to this podcast up until this point, (laughs) (laughs) right, please let me know. And I will give you a percentage off of your order um, so that we can get started working together. Yay. Thank you so much for coming on. It was so nice talking to you. Very nice to talk to you too and to get to know you a little bit.